Have you noticed that your world has gone completely, completely mad? You know, that was a movie a long time ago. It's a mad, 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 mad world, and it was funny. But today it's not funny. In fact, we have reached a point to where it's gone beyond madness to abject stupidity. And it's like we're just digging deeper and deeper and deeper. It's almost as if there is a, I want to say think tank, but these people are not thinking, but an entity, an organization, uh, a group of, of, of individuals. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost as if there is this, this, this entity, these, these people who are sitting around thinking and, and saying, what's the stupidest thing we can come up with and see if the American people will buy it? And you know what is a shame is, the, it almost seems like, like the majority of Americans will buy into it. Now, let me just give you an example of this. I was driving down the road, and I saw a billboard sign. It said, Save the Planet, Reuse Your Spork. Now, get this. Save the Planet. Now, that's a big call right there, saving the planet. You know, I could understand. Repent of your sins, save the planet. Uh, turn to God, save the planet. If my people will humble humble themselves, fast and humble themselves, and turn to God with all of their hearts, you know, we, we save the planet. But Save the planet, reuse your spork. Do you know what a spork is? It's a plastic spoon with teeth on it. And, you know, you think about it. Now, if you're an older person, you might not even have known what a spork was, and I didn't really. But younger people will know. But as far as forks and spoons and knives, metal, metal ones, that is, I've been reusing those things for all my life. You know, you wash them. That's how you reuse them. You wash them and, and you reuse them over again. And and but but I'm you know but this is what I'm supposed to believe that if I, I'm going to save the planet by reusing my spork. Did you hear about the woman who took her son to a veterinarian because her son identified as a cat? Now I'm not making this up. And of course, he said, "Well, well, the, the anatomy, you know, of the sun and the cat are two different things. Uh, I can't do this." And she was all upset because her son identified as a cat. And of course, if he would have tried to do anything, he would have lost his license. I mean, but this is the stupidity for which we have reached in our nation. Now, in the Bible, there was an offering made for the sin of ignorance. And what I'm going to deal with today is, well, what is the difference between the two? The sin of ignorance and the sin of stupidity. Is That Really in the Bible? presents the teaching ministry of David Freeman. Okay, what is the difference between the two, the sin of ignorance and the sin of stupidity? Well, the sin of ignorance, and there was an offering made for this in the Old Testament. You just didn't know any better at the time. But once you were aware of the sin of ignorance, you could repent. 
Now, the sin of stupidity, it's a little bit different. You know better. You've proven it doesn't work. How have you proven it doesn't work? Well, because for the last 20 years, nothing has changed. You've tried this, and it doesn't work. You know, they say insanity is to keep trying to do the same thing that you know doesn't work. So the sin of stupidity is something that you keep repeating, and you know it's not going to work. You know it's not the solution. And on top of that, you refuse to repent. You refuse to turn to God and say, this is stupid. I better quit doing this. And so it is with this statement, save the planet, reuse your spork. It is abject stupidity. You know, I'm supposed to believe that plastic sporks are that dangerous that they can destroy the planet if you don't reuse them, if you don't wash them. You know, You know, I am supposed to believe this. It's nonsense. Now, let's talk about saving the planet. Let's talk about recycling. You know, a lot of people are into recycling. You know, if we can just recycle, you know, recycle everything, it will be a better world. And But did you know that God one day in the near future is going to recycle the earth? Yeah, he's going to recycle the whole thing. Let's take a look at this in 2 Peter 3 and verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, day day of God. Excuse me, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Now, folks, that's nothing more than God recycling the earth. You might ask, well, why? Why is God going to recycle the earth? Well, because we have so polluted it. But when you think of pollution, and when I think, when God thinks of pollution, we may be talking about two different things. I mean, yes, I am personally, I'm not a slob. I don't, I hate it when people throw stuff out of their car on the side of the road and all that. But when when God talks about polluting the earth, a good example is that was was with the first murder. You know, God said your your brother's blood cries from the ground. You know, as if blood had a it's crying out of the ground. And so we think for the past 6,000 years, all the wars, all the organized crime, all the murder, all the killing, the mafia, all the abortions, all the bloodshed, all the just and unjust wars. And so the earth needs cleansing. It needs recycling. And that is exactly what God is going to do. But so, so because I know this, I'm not so, you know, that excited about and or feel the need to recycle um, because I know God's going to recycle the whole earth. And then it says in Second Peter 3 and verse 13, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. So, so he's not just going to destroy the earth. He is going to destroy the earth. He's going to recycle the earth. Okay. But then there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. It's going to start all over again with something new and fresh and clean and righteous and good and holy. Okay. Now, part of the problem with all of this is that what I call the folly of evolution, the belief of evolution, which is a lie, that, you know, over billions of years we finally developed into what we are and we have to 
you know, for the next billion years, we have to keep this world going. Now, let me just, I said, I said evolution is a lie. It's what people overlook is what I call the folly of evolution. I'm going to explain it with one species of bird called the the woodpecker. The woodpecker has X-shaped feet, two toes facing forward, two toes facing backwards. And it allows this bird, this unique bird, to go up and down and around the tree searching for something to eat. Most birds don't have them. Most birds have three toes in the front and one in the back. But this one is different. It has a stiff yet elastic tail feather that serves as a tripod, sort of as it rests those tail feathers on the tree and as it makes it makes it around the tree and up and down the tree. The strength of its beak, it hammers wood at the rate of 16 times per second, 1,000 blows per minute. That's twice as fast as a submachine gun. Most birds have their bill fused directly to the bone of the cranium. Now, obviously, this will not work with the woodpecker because when you hear, I mean, you can hear a woodpecker a mile off. I mean, it's just that, you think, my goodness, what is that? How could that bird cause that kind of noise? But its beak is, you know, it's separated from its beak by a remarkable sponge-like cartilage. It, and it's better, it's like a shock absorber, you know, and, and what it does, it keeps the bird from scrambling its brain, because without this shock absorber, you, you know, it would scramble its brain. Okay, the nostrils are covered by fine, wiry feathers to prevent the entering of sawdust, because if it didn't have this, it would suffocate. The airflow would just not be there. Its tongue can stretch three to five, five times its normal length. The tongue has a glue secretion gland that enables it to get the, that larva and bugs out, you know, and all that. Now, evolutionists would have you believe that it took millions of years to develop this bird. The design of the feet, the tail feathers, the long tongue, the beak with the cushion shock absorber. And here's the point, and this is true of so much of the insane ideas of evolution. Here it is. This is the folly of evolution. Nothing works until everything works. In other words, you you, you can't say, okay, it took a million years to develop this shock absorber effect behind the beak that keeps this bird from scrambling its brains. No, I mean, if it took that long, the bird, the species would die out very quickly. So that's the folly of evolution that few people ever think about. That nothing works until everything works at the same time. Which involves a creator creating things. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about some of the stupid ideas that are out there abject stupidity one is now now don't get me wrong okay electric cars now i think an electric car is brilliant that someone has come up with that it's i'm not knocking that i'm not saying that's a bad thing what i'm saying is the idea that government says mandates that everybody's got to have an electric car is 
is abject stupidity. Okay. I purchased a 2016 Hemi Dodge Charger. And, you know, once you drive a car like that, with that kind of power, you know, you, you'll, you'll never think of going back, going to an electric car or saving the planet or anything like that. I mean, you, you're just not going to think. I mean, th- this car is awesome. So I was, I was looking up this stuff on the Internet, and there are no straight answers because I don't think they want you to know the straight answer. So I typed in, how long does it take to charge an electric car? And again, no straight answers. The answers were 30 minutes, 8 hours, 12 hours. Can you imagine going to a NASCAR race where the pit stops took 8 hours? I mean, the drivers could go to sleep, take a nap, get something to eat, go home, do some errands around the house, come back, get back in the car, and take off again. You'd have to tell your boss, you know, uh, you know, this is not a one-day experience. This is all week long because it takes eight hours to charge the cars in the pit stop. Insanity. Now, how many charging stations are there? Well, how many have you seen? Well, I mean, I, you know, I drive a lot, and I haven't seen a lot. Of, uh, you know, very few. And the ones I have seen, no one's there charging the car. You know, I, I guess you know. Just there, there. Some of them, some of them, uh, some of them are there. The charging stations, but no one's using them. The power grid. You know, if everybody had an electric car, the power grid would not be able to handle it. You know, this this is part of the stupidity of thinking. Okay, everybody's got to have an electric car. How far can you go on an electric car? Well, again, there, there again, it's up for grabs, you know. There are no definite answers, and I think that's deliberate. Most say 100 miles. Do you realize how long it would take you to travel across the United States of America, considering that you have to stop and charge for eight hours? I mean, it'd take weeks to get to California from Virginia or whatever. What does a battery cost for an electric car? About $15,000. So you're not saving money. I can guarantee you that. Which one costs less to operate, gas or electric? Well, my, you know, my answer is who cares? The only thing I am concerned about is filling that car up with fossil fuel and being able to drive 500 more miles without stopping. That's really my only concern. So saving the planet, we get so off focus about this. You know, here it is. The success or fall of a nation depends on its morality. And it seems like very few have figured that out. Saving the planet has nothing to do with reusing your spork. Now, the Bible talks about this. Hosea 4 and verse 7, as they were increased... So they sinned against me. In other words, the more people, the more they sinned against me. Therefore, I will change their glory into shame. Now, how do you turn one's glory into shame? That's very simple. By being stupid. I mean, the glory that we once had. The glory that we once had as a nation. You can lose all that by being stupid and making stupid decisions. Hosea 4 and verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What does that mean? It means they're stupid. 
because they have rejected knowledge. What does it mean when you reject knowledge? It means you're stupid. The sin of stupidity. Again, you know better, but refuse to, to repent. You refuse to accept the fact right before your eyes, this is not working. It will not work. This is not working in my life. This has been going on too long. But you refuse to do anything about it. Continuing on, I will also reject thee, that you shall be no priest to me, seeing that you have forgotten the law of God. What is it when we, re we forget the law of God? It's stupidity. It really is. I will also, and he says, because you've done this, I will also forget your children. Now that ought to send shivers up our spine when God says, you're so much on a vengeance of stupidity, of just, you know, just, just engaging, engrossing yourself. You know, as I said, there's got to be an entity out there that is creating these, these ideas and saying, what's the stupidest thing we can come up with and see if the American people will buy it? But when you do that, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget your children. Now take a look at today's youth. It seems there are three things today's youth are concerned about. Vaping, getting a tattoo, and getting a nose ring. And I, supply, I suppose there are buildings where all three exist, you know, vaping. It's like an assembly line, you know, you just, you just roll through there with your vape smoking and you, you get a tattoo and by the end you got a nose ring. All three, yeah. Okay, Hosea 4 and verse 10. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase. Because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. What is it when you leave off to listen to God? It is stupidity. And this one's interesting. It says they, they, they're talking about the youth of today. They commit whoredom and shall not increase. And that may be, you know, I mean, you might want to say thank God for that one because you don't want that kind of people reproducing other children. If you've lost your mind, okay, if you, you don't have common sense, okay, you don't have wisdom, you don't have knowledge, you've rejected knowledge, you've rejected wisdom, you've rejected God, you really don't want those kinds of people having children and bringing them into the world. So I say thank God for this one. They shall commit whoredom and, not, and shall not increase. That's a, probably a good thing. Now, the fall of this nation is a failure to be a moral, upright people. The fall of this nation has nothing to do with we have failed to take care of the planet. We have failed to recycle. We have failed to get electric cars. We have failed to reuse our sports. It has nothing to do with that. Now, the new Green Deal, the Green Agenda, that is uh, concocted by the Democratic Party, and you talk about a group of people, you're wondering whether they have a brain or not. But I was searching on the Internet and came across this. Cow farts causing global warming. Five good reasons you should care about cow farts and cow burps. You ever thought about what it would have been like a hundred years ago 
to go up to a farmer who maybe got a wad of tobacco in his mouth and a cigarette on the other side, both, you know, the cigarette lit and tobacco, chewing tobacco on the other side, cowboy hat, and some geeky, nerdy punk comes up to him and says, you know, you... Uh, let me tell you five good reasons you should care about cow farts and cow burps. What do you What do you think the farmer would say? Well, but probably you'd hear something like this, you know, that, that shotgun being cocked, uh, and that would be the end of that. Uh, I saw something funny on Facebook. I see a lot of funny stuff on Facebook. Uh, it was uh, entitled Castoration. Uh, it, it showed this device that is used for castorating young bulls and I don't know I don't know if you've ever seen one of these but it's sort of like a it stretches this tight rubber band it's not a rubber band it's something greater than a stronger than a rubber band believe me but it's put around the testicles of the bull and released and and eventually the testicles dry up and fall off that's how you castrate uh the uh, young bulls and uh, but it says it said this it says guys if you want and it has a picture of this instrument used for castration uh it says guys if you want to play on the girls team you need to be fully committed now i love that i absolutely love that i posted it on my facebook page you know because i mean here it is if we're if we want to play this game of stupidity let's go all the way with it okay you need to be fully committed. If you're a guy and you're acting like you're a girl, pretending that you're a girl, playing on the girls, you know, sports team, you need to be fully committed, okay? That's what you need. Now, this whole green agenda is just a cash cow for special interest groups. Al Gore has made millions off selling the false propaganda, and it is a lie, of global warming. And the reason I say that is, you know, the sun spikes in temperatures, and then sometimes it doesn't spike in temperatures. This has been going on for thousands of years. The sun spikes in temperature. Yes, it does. And then sometimes it doesn't spike. And when it spikes in temperatures, things, things get warmer. And when it doesn't spike in temperatures, things get cooler. Time magazine in the 1960s had an article now get this, 1960s, entitled The Coming Ice Age. Hell was going to freeze over. We were going to freeze over in the next 20 years. The Coming Ice Age. But you see, back then they had, they had not figured out how to propagandize this, how to make money off of that, how to create the fear response, you know. Oh, hell, we're going to all freeze to death. Or, or oh, hell, we're going to all burn to death. Global warming. We got to do something about this. And, and millions of dollars are funneled into these organizations. Your tax dollars at work, where you pay people to go measure ice caps. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing that concerns me about climate change and it is in a question is it climate change what's happening or is it the wrath of God because the Bible obviously speaks 
of there's going to be some hellacious climate change in the form of earthquakes, volcanoes, tsunamis, um, flooding, hurricanes, you know, all of this. Yeah, there's going to be. But you see, if you just credit that to climate change, then you're going to continue on in your sin, not listening to God. So there is coming a time when it's it's not necessarily well it is climate change but what's causing it is the wrath of god because god is fed up with our stupidity so we just need to keep that in mind you want to ask that question but but like i said the the whole global warming thing is is nothing more than a propaganda and it, it is a lie because the earth has been the sun has been spiking in temperature and then not spiking in temperature, and the earth has been getting hotter and getting cooler for thousands of years. It's just the nature, natural way of things. So the fall of, of this nation is a failure to be a moral, upright people. And now in Jeremiah 10 and verse 2, it says, Pass over the isles of Chittim and see and send unto Kedar and consider diligently and see if there be such a thing. Has a nation changed their gods, which are no gods? But my people have changed their glory, for which does not profit. You know what's interesting is pagan nations with false gods have never changed their gods. They've had the same gods for the past four, five, you know, I mean, I don't know, 6,000 years. You know, the god of Hinduism, Buddhism. And what's interesting is, you know, we will pay some Indian guru to come over here to America and to show us a better way. Meditation, sitting cross-legged, humming, you know, humming, whatever. But but we will pay this, this jackass thousands of dollars to show us a better way. Now, what has his God done for him? If you go over there to India, I mean, they worship cows. They are, you know, poverty-stricken, poverty, squalor. They don't get enough protein. The place is filthy. You know, you might see a little boy peeing in the, in the creek 50 yards up, and then 50 yards down, a little girl washing the dishes in the same creek or drinking the water. You know, I mean, you just you just look at this and you say, okay, why do we place so much value on these pagan gods, these people who have pagan gods because what has their god ever done for them absolutely nothing now what has our god done for us well our god for america i mean we, we've been blessed beyond our ability we have our constitution we have our rights to bear arms we have our freedom who was it was it you know the japanese that when they bombed pearl harbor hirohito was it hirohito I, I forget the name but he he said we would never Yes, they bombed Pearl Harbor, but we would never attack the um, the homeland, meaning the United States, because, and this is what he said, he knew that in every home was a gun. You know, if we didn't have our Constitution back then, we'd all be speaking Japanese. I mean, the right to bear arms, that is. If we didn't have that in place back then, the right to bear arms... 
and the fact that more than likely every farmer, every person out there in, in a home had a shotgun, had some type of gun, pistol, whatever. And that was the reason he said he would never attack the homeland of America because he knew we had our guns. Amazing facts. Okay, be uh, Jeremiah 2 and verse 12, Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this. And be horribly afraid, be you very desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And what is that when you forsake the fountain of living waters? It is abject stupidity. And hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that cannot hold water. You know, my mother-in-law, we'll go over there to eat, and if, you know, someone will be talking about something about on the news, something stupid, you know, and she'll just say, that's stupid. That's just downright dumb. And I, I admire that. I mean, there, there comes a time when you just got to, I think, grow a set of gonads and just speak your mind. You know, here it is. If something, you know, I mentioned about cow farts. If it sounds stupid, that's because it is. If it sounds stupid, that's because it is. But real conversion it, it involves admitting to yourself to, and to God, you know, I'm not just ignorant. I'm stupid. Only then can we even come to God. Now, there is a thing called passive Christianity. And passive Christianity basically says, like, look, if I can just get through my entire whole and entire Christian experience without offending any, without stepping on toes, without hurting feelings, without just, just, you know, if I can just get through the whole Christian experience without ever offending anyone, I will have been a successful Christian. Now, look, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. Look, when you try to understand, okay, you're a boy, okay, you got a penis, you may even ask to see it, you know, let me see that thing, okay, uh, and you think you're a girl. When you try to understand, when you try to, you know, get inside the mind of stupidity, okay, you're not helping them. You're, you're only lying to them. You're lying to them with your passive Christianity. Passive Christianity has gotten us nowhere. It has gotten us nowhere. Did you know that male and female, that their skeletal frames are the same? Each bone is the same, except the pelvic bone and the woman. It's a little bit different because of her ability to birth children. It identifies her gender. Yeah, it identifies her gender. But when you try to understand, you know, and you, you try to get along and, and you say, okay, so you think your penis is for another man's anus. Okay, that's what you believe. Okay, and you, you, you try to reason, and you try to get along, and you try to, you know, you know you, and you, you've got this passive Christianity where you don't want to, you play, you play their game, okay? You play along with their game of stupidity, okay? And you don't say anything. Or we're going to save the planet by reusing our sporks. And you say, well, 
that great idea, man, I really think that will work. You're lying to them. You're lying to them when you don't speak the truth. Passive Christianity is going to kill us if we don't do something different. You know, there came a day when the Jesus was getting on the Pharisees. He was always getting on the Pharisees. And then answered, and this is in Luke 11 and verse 45, then answered one of the lawyers and said unto him, Master, thus saying, you reproach us also. And Jesus said, Oh, I'm so sorry, Pharisees, that I offended. I'm so sorry, lawyers, that I offended you. I mean, I'm so, and he starts weeping and he starts crying and he, and he, you know, I know you'll go home and you'll tell your children and your wife that I offended you and I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. No. That's not what he said. He said in Luke 11 and verse 46, Woe unto you lawyers also, for you lay men with burdens grievous to be borne, and you yourself will not touch not the burden with one of your fingers. Now, there are people out there called atheists, and I've dealt with a few of them, and they're, they're, what amazes me about them is their intellectual arguments. You know, they have become so smart that they've taught themselves out of the belief of God. And yet, Psalms 14 and verse 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Do you know what that word fool means? It just means stupid. The stupid person has said in his heart, there is no God. I don't care how good of an intellectual argument they've got you would be justified in saying i just think you're stupid so the sin of stupidity stupidity you know better but refuse to repent you refuse to accept the facts right before your eyes this will never work real conversion involves admitting to yourself and to god i'm not just ignorant i'm stupid only then can we even come to God? And I, I can't begin to tell you the stupid things I did as a teenager. I am ashamed of them. I did a lot of stupid things. But I knew better. I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing these stupid things. But I didn't want to repent. I didn't want to say, boy, I'm a dumb, uh, you know, what? Uh, I didn't want to say that. But if you want a relationship with God, you're going to have to come to this. It's not just the issue of ignorance, Father. It's an ignorant, it's an issue of stupidity on my behalf, and I repent. In Romans 1 and verse 8, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness of those who by their wickedness suppress the truth. What is it when you suppress truth? It is stupidity. Romans 1 and verse 9, For what? can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. And what has he made? Well, he made them male and female. And it's a stupid person that doesn't realize that, what he is, Okay so that they are without excuse. They don't have an excuse, in other words. 
You know, there's only one way we get here. I mean, it's just, I I don't know if these people that, these boys that think they are girls and girls that think they are boys, there's only one, one day they'll get it. One day they'll learn there's only one way we get here, and that is by the conception of a male and female come together and a male sperm cell, zygote, unites with a female egg, and there were millions of these eggs competing against one another, and only one made it, and that's you. And that's how we all get here. We don't, there is no other way to get here, is the point. There is no other way to get here. Okay. Romans 1 verse 21 For though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their senseless minds were darkened. What does that mean? Their senseless minds were dark. That means their stupid minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Yeah, they became stupid. And that's where we are as a nation right now. Don't you know? This is where we are as a nation. Abject stupidity. Now, I'm not saying everyone, obviously. There's a lot of people that got a lot of sense and who are not stupid and who have common sense and people who can just look at things and say, you know, and can just reason and not play the game of stupidity. Skipping on down to verse, uh, Romans 1 and verse 26. For this reason, God they gave them up to degrading passions. Their women exchanged natural intercourse for unnatural. What is that? Well, it's, it's when you don't know what your vagina is for. That's what that is. It's women with women. Romans 1 and verse 27. And in the same way also, the men giving up natural intercourse with women were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in their own passion the due penalty for their error. What is that? What's men with men? It's homosexuality is what it's talking about. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up. Now, what is it when you just don't see fit to acknowledge God? It's stupidity. God, because of their stupidity, God gave them up to a debased mind and to do those things that should not be done. They were filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, craftiness. They are gossips, slanders, God-haters, insolent, haughty, boastful, Inventors of evil, rebellious toward parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Bottom line, abject stupidity. And you know, as I close out, I just, I just, I don't know. I I just have to say, may God have mercy on us. What else can we plead for? What else can we plead for but God's mercy? That God will somehow change us and create in us and cause us to repent. Cause us to repent not just of our ignorance but of our stupidity. And that's what's really in your Bible. 
For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast, watch the weekly program, worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service, and be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net. If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.